I honestly know almost half the people who subscribe to my newsletter, to my marketing newsletter. When I send out a newsletter, people reply. And most people, that is not the case when they send out emails for their company. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte with Hook SEO Digital Marketing, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. And today we've got two special guests. We've got Michelle DeLude with Destinations Hypnosis. Say hi, Michelle. Hi. <laughs> and we've got Jane Crawford from the Book of Jane. Hi, Jane. Hello. So today we're going to talk about building an offline community for your business. It sounds pretty straightforward, so let's go ahead and okay, get let's into first, it. First, let's define what's an offline community. Just for people. So basically, a lot of times when people talk about communities now, they talk about like Facebook groups or there's places like Mighty Networks. People have like online, you know, like the people who join on their Facebook page, they have Zoom chats. There's all these kind of communities that people can build. And what we're talking about is places that people go in person. With people. With other people. Okay. I know that might be a bit of a stretch for some of you out there. Looking in their eyes. I just want to sit in my own corner. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I want to be alone. No, I know as Not like, me. especially for people who run online businesses, you may do almost all of your work by yourself in a room by yourself. So an offline community is a stretch for some business owners, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyways, I just kind of want to define what we're talking about as an offline community, meaning actually offline. In a community. In a real <laughs> community in, in real life. Okay. Well, there you have it. So how do you do it? So how do you include people in what you're doing, especially when you have a lot of one-on-one -on -one services? Let's start with Jane. So I feel like that people are starving for real communities now yes. and that they want the open door to the business. They want someone to know their name. They want someone to say, welcome to the book of Jane. How can I help you today? Because it's just a dying art to communicate with a customer and welcome them to your business. Of course, I'm a licensed massage therapist. That was my previous career. So when you're in that business, you are on a body, right? Right. So, so it's completely different from you can't see it, but Jane is making massage person yeah, hands like, at the table. Um, and while we're um, I just think we're starved as a people and society that we're living in now, where everybody's on their phones and nobody's really talking, and nobody can even have a conversation with you. Like I feel like there's a whole generation of people that can't even have a spontaneous conversation with someone. So. Right. I think it's a dying lost art and we've got to flip it back around because our heart radius is big enough to include a lot of people. And if you're by yourself all the time, I think it's just sad. There's no way I could run an online business and be by myself all day long. So things just seem more transactional now, right? Instead of relational to an extent. Yeah, maybe? I just I want my client base to know my face and my phone number and say Jane is my Mary Kay Beauty Consultant, Jane takes me spying, like they know my name and I know theirs and I know their kids' names and I understand about their lives. I just don't want somebody pushing that buy button that I don't know. That makes sense. So what about you, Michelle? How do you include people in what you're doing? With Jane. With Jane. Perfect. <laughs> I am very much a sit in the corner type person. I really love my computer. 
I make a lot of spreadsheets to analyze stuff. And I have learned a lot about getting out of my office through networking groups. I'm a member of the Beaverton Chamber, and I'm a member of BNI, which has a very, very structured educational component about getting out of your office and making connections. I've been able to make connections with my peers and colleagues in the hypnotherapy community a lot more effectively since BNI. I've been able to make connections and create community a lot more effectively around our office. I did a mind mapping class a couple of months ago, and Jane and one of the fellows in another networking group said, well, why don't you just go door to door in your office building and knock on people's doors and talk to them? That would have been completely outside my comfort zone. And in fact, I walked out of my office to go do that, stopped, and thought, I can't do that. And then I thought about the look on Jane's face (laughs) If I walked back into the office and said I couldn't do that, because that would be right in her wheelhouse. So I did. And I met some really interesting people just in that building. And for me, the biggest challenge has been continuing to find times and occasions to connect, to keep those relationships going. Because if it's like church, you know, you see people every Sunday. If it's the chamber, they're there every Friday. If they're not natural connection opportunities on the calendar, I've been really challenged in keeping those going. So I think maybe a little more explanation about what the Book of Jane is would help because you guys, you're in the same office. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And you've got other people in there, too. Correct. And you guys work together. You do some of your services and stuff. You've done some kind of cross services. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you do a lot of live video and stuff, which also, I mean, is online, but it's showing your personality and who you are. And you do that with the other people that are in your office. So maybe more of an explanation of what the Book of Jane is and how that community of people working together kind of helps everyone. Okay, so my tagline for the Book of Jane is the art of self-care. So I have an office in Beaverton that has rooms for rent, right? But I tell people that we are a collection of women entrepreneurs. That's what I, when people go, what, what is this place, right. you know? And so basically I, you know, I'm sort of the mother. Right. <laughs> I don't know how else to call it, but I have two other licensed massage therapists in my office and Michelle, who I call them renters, but we take care of each other. Michelle spells for me. I And you make her accountable. I make to her go, go talk to people. <laughs> talk to people. You know, like my two licensed massage therapists, which is New Moon Body Work and Destiny um, Body and Soul. Body and Soul are about the same age so they're very connected and and lovely and they split the room and so the the lovely thing about it is that the doors open and somebody walks in and wants a gift certificate because of stephanie's really great online reviews and they see a person and i talk to them about her work and what she specializes in and i will say to people well you know i do the spa work in my treatment room I have a specialist in relaxation, body work, and massage. 
Daylin is our therapeutic deep tissue, break your rib girl. <laughs> and then of course, Michelle is our hypnotist. And this is, they go, oh, oh, hypnotist, you know? <laughs> and I just tell them, you know, that in my mind, hypnosis, because of what I've learned from Michelle since we, and we actually met at BNI, by the way, so that it goes really hand in hand with what we're doing because of the fact that we're in a, in a really busy world and we need to kind of shut all that stuff down. And we now have a treatment together, Michelle and I do, called Total Tranquility, which is 45 minutes of my work on the table with hot stones and essential oils. I'm pretty good with the stones. <laughs> um <laughs> Because right. I've been doing it a, a while. And and at 45 minutes, I step out of the treatment room and Michelle steps in for a 45-minute hypnosis session, which is completely unique in the marketplace. I don't right. think anybody else is doing this. And the reason that we can do it is because I was lucky enough to create this synergy with the people that rent for me. They're not just renters in my right. space. Right. They are my team and they are my girlfriends and they are my loves of my life. So right. and that's how girls feel about stuff. That community, <laughs> well, that community that yeah. you built there, Yeah. That there's no way that somebody outside of that community would have put those two things together. Right. There's no massage therapist who gets up in the morning and goes, ah, you know what we need? Hypnosis. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from Michelle's standpoint, like a hypnotherapist doesn't get up and go, yeah, maybe I should be in a room while somebody's getting a massage kind of thing. Or, you know, <laughs> like it just, it's <laughs> just, it's a connection that doesn't get made. Right. Right. Yeah. And because you have that community comes together. That gives you the chance to see possibilities that never existed before. Correct. Yes. And Michelle and I had actually a conversation about this before, and that was when you take two services, and let's say each service costs hundred dollars. Right. You don't put them together and say, "Okay, we're going to discount these two hundred dollar services to one hundred and eighty because we're going to put them together." They're worth more because you're putting them together. So mm -hmm. now those two hundred dollar services. You should charge two fifty, right? Because you should. You can't get that anywhere else, right? You, so that's what I'm saying. Is, you should. Is, yeah. I mean, maybe at the start, you know, you want to get some people into it and stuff. But right. once you get people talking about something that you're doing, right. and you're the only one who does it, mm -hmm. then there is no reason you can't charge basically whatever the market will bear Correct. for that thing. Right. Right. But also being a pioneer of something like that, too, you're not 100% sure what the market will bear on it. So if you're taking those $200 services and discounting them, let's say 25 bucks or whatever it ends mm -hmm. up being, right, you're kind of feeling it out. And then as you get more, you just kind of bump that price up and let it keep going. Right. But without knowing what the market will bear, and that's that same case in any situation, where do you start? You know? we, well, start, we started at 145 Right. Well, I don't know what they cost originally. I was yeah. making up prices. To I mean, you know, easy. like, I feel like that's like a screaming deal for, I think it is. for what you get. Like, we really just, I, I'd really wanted my whole client base, because I've been lucky enough to be in business, um, a licensed massage therapist for 16 years now, and the power of hypnosis, because... It can be a little intimidating for some people. And if I'm touching them first, then they're all lovey-dovey right. anyway. Get relaxed and they trust the me because they've been on my table before. And then Michelle rolls in and people come out. We call it spa drunk. Okay. I, think, I think I need to trademark that phrase. Well, um, massage drunk is definitely yeah. a thing. <laughs> 
because it just is a whole new experience and people just walk out like what so it's fantastic well, it's right. got to do double duty right because mm-hmm. if they get off of your table yeah they may have taken a couple of minutes to get dressed and kind of get their bearings back on right mm-hmm. but then they're back at it and in the world again they're going a mile a minute right they're racing out of my office to their next appointment so if you can <laughs> if you can stop them from doing that and yeah. let them let the massage actually kick in right that's yeah wow. So 145, right? 145, yeah. So it feels like we're going to raise it now, though. That's right. I would bump that up. <laughs> you heard it here first. Folks. Right. Yeah. If they we're... tell you 145, take it while you have the chance. Take it in. No, run. but okay. So now that's not your only community, right? So you have a bunch of ladies that you do Mary Kay with, right? Oh, and you I guys have, meet I and have stuff. lots of people. And then you also have, is it like Villa Sport? Is for anybody who doesn't know, it's sort of like, I don't know, I'd call it like a mini country club it's a country club setting. gym that's I went what there i thought first time gym. oh my goodness yeah they have like a bar in the swimming pool and shit like that it's... right like i mean it's it's not like a just like an la fitness kind no. of thing right no um, they have towels but you yeah towels. you it's so it's sort of like a cross between like a gym and a spa you know and it's fantastic it's amazing and you have a community yeah. of people that meets there regularly um, right I like take, i don't think it's a set meeting, i take but, a, i would take anybody that wants to go with right. me to villa and teach them how to spa i want to approach villa sport and go hey you know you need me teaching here that's right to teach your members how to better use the facilities because I don't think people, not too many people right. know what to do in a spa to get your biggest bang for your buck. So I am blessed enough to have a huge client base of people that still feel like, I call it kind of the Jane circle, you know, like I might not see them for a couple of years, but they'll go, oh, Jane, you know, like, oh, okay, oh, what are you doing? Or I'm going to take that right. trip with you or, you know, because I feel like my biggest purpose in life is gathering well and then like i was saying you just and then you have got your spa tour community right my people go tour, with you to spas go with me too and then you've also got spas. your business networking community i have that right so you've got I'm, all of these and these are all in person in communities person right yes and i can tell you from experience having met literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of business owners mm-hmm. almost no one has that many offline communities in you know a 2019 world oh, I, li- I like people i know <laughs> right no i'm telling you i came to earth to gather up mostly women guys can come to but it's mostly women to just take that moment and just i call it like the slumber party from junior high school right except we're dressed up and drinking martinis on a ship you know it's the same girls i was doing that when i was in junior high <laughs> It's exactly the same girls. We're just older now with rhinestones on and and having a great time. Yeah. And it's it's great, right? And it's it's important. And you have that, you build that community and that community is not, you're not intentionally building the community for solely for the purpose of extracting money from them for your business. No. The community is because you love connecting people and you love meeting with people and you love helping people and you like helping people relax and learn how to use the spa and 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 have these wonderful experiences with yeah. people and that is a huge difference, right? There's yes. a difference between intentionally making a community just for sales. Right. And making a community authentically and and people overuse the word authentic now right like everybody you need to have authentic pasta when you go to the restaurant they're the authentic (laughs) premier break right something something yeah (laughs) so you need to have 
right? I mean, you, you've got to honestly be helping people, right? I feel that, yes. We were talking about, Michelle and I were talking about episode 16 when we had Hussein Albayadi on. And he was talking about living with purpose, mm-hmm. right? He's mm-hmm. the maker of refugees. Right. And so you've got a purpose behind what you're doing, right? You're trying to build this community for the betterment of all. And it still helps to support your business at the same time. Absolutely. Right? And yes. that is a side effect, not the goal of the community. So that's that's a thing too, right, though. Introvert. I'm very much introverted. It's weird. I can be on a stage in front of hundreds of people acting. But oh. if I'm on a stage in front of hundreds of people giving a speech that I wrote, I, I can't I freeze, right? So being introverted, how do you, how would you start building a community like that? Just start calling up your friends and hey, let's do this. And you got to hang how? with me. Got to hang with Jane. I think it's really important to have a good partnership. I think it's really important. Any business is not going to try to do everything themselves. If they're smart, they're going to hire a professional marketer. If they're smart, they're going to hire a professional bookkeeper. If they're smart, they're going to get somebody else to do their taxes. So I think that knowing your own strengths is really, really important. And I think that partnering with people to build communities is really similar. The communities that I've come out of I came out of in in Los Angeles. I was really involved in the science fiction community from the time I was like 12. And moving up here, very, very different. Los Angeles has one of the oldest science fiction clubs in the country, and they meet every single week. And a lot of really important relationships form around those meetings. I think that just keeping your antenna up for people who are skilled in ways that you're not Mm-hmm. is really, really important. I was really lucky to find Jane, but I was also ready to find Jane. Right. I had been going to networking groups for a couple of months before I walked into BNI. So there's a lot to be said for preparation and moving in the direction that you want to go. I know a lot of people who just kind of throw up their hands and go, oh, I'm not good at that, without thinking that, well, maybe you can change, which, of course, is why I do what I do. But definitely being around someone who's good at what you want to do, there's something in the hypnosis community and NLP community we call modeling, which is if somebody else is already doing what you want to be able to do, Find out what their successful patterns are. Mm-hmm. And Jane's a master at it. I mean, she is always talking to people. Restaurants, walking down the street, grocery I touch, I touch stores. I a lot of people. I touch people. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Stand in line at I New Seasons with that. her. So talking about that, I think when people think, I'm not good at this thing, so I'm not going to do it. I mean, yeah, obviously that's a problem. So you need to be able to identify, you know, your weaknesses and and try and fill those things. But the other thing is you have to be able to turn around and say, if other people can do this thing, why can't I do this thing? Right? Mm -hmm. People are not that much different. Like, I understand that I'm not seven feet tall and I'm never going to dunk a basketball on a professional court or something, right? That's a physical limitation. (laughs) But I see somebody do something like online, they start building a community. Maybe they're doing some YouTube videos or something. And I look at it and I can do that. Like, why can't I do that? It's just all they got is some camera equipment, some editing, and they got something to say. I have all those three things. I can do those things, right? But having somebody who can mentor you 
that you can ask questions to and maybe they can help you with it or you can partner with them on something is super, super helpful, right? So it sounds like the community that you guys have built in your office is not just for the benefit of, of the business itself, but it sounds like it's a good growth opportunity for everybody to kind of grow as a person and a business owner. And So I believe in asking for what you want from the universe, from, from anybody that I want the answer from. And I'm not afraid to ask people really hard questions, which but some people are, some right? Some people avoid them like the yeah, plague. Yeah, right? Most so people. I remember a conversation with Michelle when she first started, and I'm like, well, go raise the capital. What? What? And... <laughs> You know, that like that asking for money makes people really nervous. And how dare you ask me for money, right? But in my brain, it's kind of a yes or no, right? Like, whatever answer is not going to hurt me, it's not going to make me feel any different, I'm just going to go to the next person, right? So when I say to someone, here's my card. I'd love to go spa with you, you know, because when you say I do spa reviews online to somebody, Mm -hmm. everybody goes like, how did you get that job? Right. Well, I gave myself that job. Right. And I am a true believer that you can create any job you want. My wife, Carrie, she likes to call them non-jobs. Yeah. It's a non-job. You got to make yourself a non-job. And, you know, well, you can do that, Jane, but I can't. And I'm like, yeah, no, I think, you know, I think anybody can create any kind of job they want. Well, there's still some expertise and stuff involved. I mean, you got to know about it, right? You got to know what's good versus bad. You know, I can't do all this, you know. I would have to pay somebody to set up a podcast for me, right? right? But I would gladly pay them to get the information out there, but... I think that we have to learn to, back to your question about how does someone who's an introvert do it, Mm -hmm. you do have to ask the first kind of initial questions of like, hey, let's go to dinner and talk about cats. cats. Do you know what I mean? About cat videos. You really do have to take the first sort of step into other people's circles, even though they're going to give you the weird look like, don't touch me, don't talk to me. I've had many a people look at me very strangely when I start asking a question. They just turn around and walk away. They can't. Right. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't hurt my feelings. I go, okay, well, they, they weren't ready to talk to me. Well, today. most people have a terrible fear of rejection and embarrassment. Yeah, both. sure. Especially embarrassment. Yeah. If yeah. only we knew somebody who could help with that. Your brain can barely. <laughs> Michelle. Well, yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, someone like Michelle can help you with those kinds of things. But your brain can barely tell the difference between embarrassment and actual danger, right? Really? And in this world that we live in now, there is rarely any actual danger. Like eating cheeseburgers is way more likely to kill you than a tiger in 2019. Correct. Right? Yeah. So your secret. Right. We'll talk about tiger cheeseburgers on another episode. Okay. But the thing that people are avoiding, which is the skill that you have, is not having that reflex that if somebody you know if you are going to embarrass yourself or you're gonna like say something and they're gonna look at you like like, who's this weirdo they're gonna be mean to you or something and you're like as a business owner myself i mean we have to turn away people sometimes some people just aren't a good fit for our business some people maybe they don't have the budget or they're they're what they expect to get is not what we offer, or maybe right. it's just not a good fit at all, mm-hmm. right? And those things happen. I have to turn people away, and sometimes they get pissed off, right? It just happens. But sorry, 
do you want me to do the work for you and have it not work and you pay me? Or would you rather me tell you not to pay me because we don't think it's a good fit? Correct. Right? So at the end of the day, like you have these skills that maybe to you it's not a big deal, right? But you can talk to anybody, you're well-spoken, you have a good delivery, you know things about the spa industry, you're experienced in massage, you know what people like and don't like, Mm -hmm. you have these communities of people around you. And then when you say, okay, I'm going to go do spa tours or spa reviews on YouTube, I mean, sure, anyone could point a camera at them, go to a spa and talk about it, but they don't know it like you know it. Right. And they're not as confident about it and maybe their delivery is not as good and maybe they don't know the terminology and and so these these things happen right did you see our live yesterday i did actually i you know what i feel bad because i couldn't watch it till like five or six hours later so this is why you need people around you that are different than you because we started our little live and i love live because that doesn't have to be edited and i don't have to worry about anything and i could just go right like i get in trouble which is what most people are worried about right like but everybody's like you need to edit your youtube and i'm like that's like what now i just put it up you know but michelle was talking yesterday about the Facebook, not what? What were the? What we were looking the, for the podcast. We're looking for the podcast. We we're looking for this podcast. And you were telling me that they don't. Whether well, it was a page or a group anymore. And she what, was what? bringing up the group page on Facebook, and I'm like, yeah. no, that's that's not the page. The fact, okay, I'm not getting the words right, but the fa- the Facebook Facebook just changes things now, like rapidly and yeah, like, constantly. No, and she's like, so you can't even pull up correct information, you know? And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, what? You're talking you? about documentation. Yes, oh, that was the right. word. And I was like. What are you talking about? Like in my head, I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about. I on know life. exactly what she's talking about because this is what I do every day. And so, so I said, what are you talking about? Because I knew a whole bunch of people in my crowd would not understand what she said, you right. know? And then I, I'm like, we got to clarify this because she thinks that I know that, right? So we butt heads kind of all the time, like not not really butt heads, but but we have two different conversations right. <laughs> a lot, and then we finally get sort of to the middle, right? That's but right. that's the glorious Gonna part. Drill down to the real like, meaning. Okay, oh now we understand what we're talking about, and it could be eyebrows to laser printers, you know, like it's a big bunch of difference. But that's the glorious part about having a lot of people around me that are completely different than me. That's the glorious part. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's completely different worlds in even the smallest difference of like maybe being someone who grew up with a technology versus someone who didn't, or it could be someone who is a heavy technology user versus someone who isn't. Mm-hmm. But this happens in every industry and in every hobby. It's happening everywhere all the time and no one is seeing this coming. I heard a guy talking about this the other day. It was uh, actually was reading it on Medium, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up, but I'll put it in the show notes later. So anyway, if you look at the internet, everybody thinks the internet is this huge market of all of these people. But what it actually is, is millions of tiny markets, right? And each tiny little group of people has specific things that they like. And... Something like Stranger Things or Game of Thrones where like a large subsection of the population watch something is a huge anomaly nowadays. That used to be the way things were. People made average things for average people. You stuck it on TV with some advertising and everybody sees it, mm-hmm. right? Right. But now nobody sees it. 
because everybody's watching specific things that they want to see. And maybe there are some things that are popular because Netflix puts it on the front page or Amazon Prime Video puts it on the front page or it's on network television that some people still watch, even though that is kind of a dying thing also. People are canceling cable at, I think it's some like 65,000 subscriptions a year are dropping. Yep. So you've got all these tiny communities coming out and instead of trying to go out and i think we talked a little bit about this before but it's kind of the seth godin idea of instead of having this massive funnel where i want to get as many people to hear my stuff as i can and then drill those down to like people who are interested in spa reviews and then people who are interested in spas but live in the portland metro area and then people who live in portland and have been to these spas and then these like six people are jane's customer Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instead with both offline communities right like we're talking about today or using different types of targeting and advertising and stuff you can just talk to those six people you don't need to talk to the other hundred thousand and i would way rather have a newsletter that goes to 300 people who read it Mm -hmm. than 30,000 people who don't give a shit which is is the case right i mean i honestly know almost half the people who subscribe to my newsletter to my marketing newsletter and when i send out a newsletter people reply and most people That is not the case when they send out emails for their company, Mm -hmm. right? And so those communities that we built, like our list that we built that is so active, was built offline and then taken online. So you build the community offline, especially if you're trying to start a community, you build it in person with real people, and then you move those people to, you know, watch me on YouTube, subscribe to my channel. You gotta say hit the bell button. That's the new hit thing. The oh, the yeah. Hit the bell. Notification, button. right? Yeah. Subscribe and, and hit you the have bell to button. Point. point down to the bell button. Yeah. They're following on Facebook Live. They're watching your lives, and and so they can get little snippets and little videos of you over time, in between those times when they see you in person. So you can kind of carry the conversation from offline to online, so that you can maintain it. Right, so when I set up a client, it's what I call setting up a client. Right. Let's say like I meet somebody or they come in the office and- Let's say it's Jeremy. Okay, so Jeremy walks in the office (coughs) and he says, you know, I'm looking for a massage therapist and and I do the dog and pony show and run down everything. And and then I'll say, well, would you like me to set you up as a client? Yes, maybe. I don't know yet. (laughs) Can I think about it? I, I get all of those, and they'll cock their head like they're turning away from me. Like, well, what does that mean? Because they don't want this big, right. like, bunch of goo, right, coming right. at them. Or am I going to get an email every day kind of thing, right? And I'm like, well, I put you in my system. I do an email newsletter twice a month because that makes them feel really good. They're, it's not an everyday thing. I send you a link to subscribe to my YouTube channel and a link to follow me on Facebook and Pinterest. And then, would it be okay if I call you once a month? What? Why why would you call me? Just to check up, see if you want to get back on the table, if you need anything for your wife. Oh, well, yeah. Make me feel special. (laughs) (laughs) So I've had to change that call thing to, like, communicate because people want text messages, and I'm trying to embrace that. But if I said to him, would it be okay if I just texted you once a month to check in? And the reaction goes, what, you know, because I don't like, I don't know if this is the right word, but I don't spam people on text messages, you know, know, like it's really just a, hey, booking out my May calendar, would you like to get on the table? And that's it. Right. Right. 
but because I've studied with Matt, I know that they need to see me 27 times or as that, many as possible uh, at that, this point. That little book of Jane with the pink flowers at the end of that text, you know, which I don't change because that's part of the branding, right? Mm-hmm. Then you feel like you're in the, the club. And you get to know people, right? You have a relationship with them, a real real in-person relationship relationship with them. Yes, yes. And that is the ultimate competitive advantage Mm -hmm. because somebody is, they're not going to steal away your client because somebody's going to go somewhere else and be like, well, I can go get a $49 massage at the franchise place that opened up down the street. But then... Well, then, then I don't get to see Jane, or I don't get to see, you know, I don't have a hypnotherapy session after my massage because the $49 place down the street doesn't even know what that is. Yeah. So you have a competitive advantage by having the relationship and having the community. Absolutely. Because I think if, Jeremy, it might take me eight text messages over an eight-month period, but eventually he's going to go, oh, yeah. I, my mom's in town, and I want Jane to take her spying at Villa Sports. So I remembered that she said that for this four-hour yeah. period, and, and so take her. and he's going to text back to me, "Hey, so how does that spying thing work? My mom's coming to town. You're available. I'm available. It's and easy to contact easy you. You've and removed all the friction in the yeah. process. Yeah. So it, that's how I let run me tell everything. you how the process goes when someone doesn't have you to text them and contact them, and they follow you online. Okay. They go. Mother's Day is coming up in three days. I haven't done anything yet. I need to book her a massage. So now I get to go through and call 500 massage places in the city because all of them are booked up because it's three days before Mother's Day. (laughs) And all the chocolate delivery and flower delivery places in the world are already completely booked. And finally, I find some place to send her to who's charging me double because it's Mother's Day. And my mom is going to go to this person who I don't know and don't have a relationship with. I don't have any trust in and I don't know if she's going to have a good experience. Or. Or you get my text message. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's I just bring people in. That's all I do. So I have a question completely unrelated to the topic, like usual. Squirrel. This is Jeremy's favorite part. Squirrel. Do you think that Michelle has been on now officially on the podcast the most times out of any guests that we've had? Do you think she hypnotized us to be on the show more? Yes. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Got right, your number, Michelle, Michelle Delude. I guess. That's right. Or does she have mine? Wait a minute. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I don't uh, think that's actually how hypnotherapy works, by the way. Depends on how susceptible you are to suggestion. That's right. I like to say receptive. Receptive. That's the whole difference between coaching and manipulation, right? <laughs> coaching, everybody's like, yeah, sports team, coaching. Think about it, though. That coach manipulated them to actually do what they wanted to do. So manipulation versus coaching. It's Good connotation, that. negative connotation. What so, else you got? Offline communities, offline positive thing for your business. Definitely. What do you think, Jane? Yes? It's the only way I know how to do it. Perfect. Joe? <laughs> Absolutely key. So that's yeah. that's one of the keys to your business growth and stuff like that right Absolutely. now, right? Absolutely. It's offline community. Cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this. So build an offline community. It'll help your business. It'll help you as a person because getting out of your corner, even though you know some of us really like to do that, is a good thing. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And have a good week. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast.
Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week where we talk about live video and video marketing. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.